We have a lot of options here. We're going to predict the NBA Finals. We've got the biggest year-over-year improvement. Coach of the year, MVP, sixth man, most improved, all that stuff. I feel like we got to start small and then end up in the finals. Like, if we go right to the finals, everything's going to be kind of a downgrade from there. Okay. Well, then we'll work backwards. We'll go, um, let's predict the bottom three. I'm calling these the 14 percenters. They're the teams that that would have the highest chance of Victor Wimbanyama. It is three, right? It's not four. It's three. Yeah. Okay. I thought I was we should. Right about we that. should know better. <laughs> we've true. been in, we've been a part of that. This three is true. This is true. I've tried to put it in. I've tried to put that out of my mind, and rather than in either side of my brain. So right. I think this is actually pretty easy. I'm going to go with the Jazz, the Spurs, and then I I feel like I have to go outside of the West. It's there's got to be a team in the East. So I'm going to throw the Hornets at the bottom. I think wow. they drop off big time. Wow. I mean, if Lamelo comes back at some point, I feel like the, imagine Steve Clifford. He refused to coach a rebuild, and then he's going to coach a team that's going to oh, end up in the bottom. That's true. Three. I forgot Steve would not stand for this. It's probably the best bet is Jazz, Spurs, Thunder, but I'm going to throw the Hornets in there. I mean, if that would be the best thing for that franchise, end up with Victor with LaMelo Ball, that's serious. I mean, if but, he gets hurt again, they got nothing. Well, I'm surprised you didn't use the Thunder. The well, Thunder I said the, check. The, the Jazz, the Spurs, and the Thunder would be the best options, but I wanted to throw an Eastern Conference team in there. I like that. I mean, I was worried we might have the same three teams, but I feel like those three franchises have made no bones about it. I mean, just based on how the Thunder are built and no Chet. Yeah. And SGA can hold it down a little bit. I don't know. They seem like a sure victor type of team. I'm not sure that Chet not being there changes their season outlook at all. Well, they weren't good, and I don't know if Chet would have made them good, but that was their building block where it's like, okay, we finally got a guy we can build with, and now they don't even get that developmental year. Right. Okay. So those those are our 14 percenters. Rookie of the year. Uh, I, I feel like we <laughs> might agree on this one. I'm going with Paolo Bancaro. I'm not overthinking it. I think he's the most solid rookie in the NBA. He'll have some competition. Keegan Murray was electric in the summer he's, league. He's already got COVID. You hear about that? Yeah, I didn't even he's going to miss the first game of the season. I thought we were done with COVID, too. Apparently, it's still rearing its ugly head. It's just King's bad luck. Poor guys. Yeah. Um, and Jaden Ivey's certainly going to make a case for it, but Cade Cunningham probably cuts into the, some of that production. I think Paolo's the guy. I'll go with Paolo. Yeah, he's the favorite. He's plus 200. I'm not going to lay bread on it because I just want to see it happen. You know, yeah. it's like I don't need to jinx it by betting on it. But uh, Ivy would be in consideration. Uh, I think Jabari Smith is going to knock down a bunch of threes. I mean, I still, you know, it's Paolo all day. But yeah. I think when healthy, I think he missed a bunch of preseason games. Jabari's a thought. Benedict Matherin, really good player. But it's got to be Paolo. Plus 200. So you mentioned you're not throwing any cheddar on it. I guess I... I I want to throw this out there. I would never throw money on anything that requires a vote. I just can't right. do it. I'm not. I'll. I will on a game where that's decided by the play on the field or on the court, but not. I'm not going to trust some AP writer right. with my bet. I won't do it. Yeah, like I took John Morant last year for MVP, and you could have made a real case for it, and they just give it to Nikola Jokic. Jokic. So like, I, yeah. Once yeah. we get to MVP talk, we'll we'll go there. Defensive player of the year. At some point, we're going to disagree with each other. 
Uh, oh, the, you got here. The odds-on favorite would be Rudy Gobert. I'm going to go Evan Mobley of the Cleveland ah. Cavaliers. Do we agree again? We're, oh, we're both right-side-brained <laughs> or <laughs> to try and bring it full circle. I, think, I still can't do I mean, it. I love what he... I love what he brings to the to the table defensively, and I think he's able to settle into that a little bit more. They're not going to ask a lot of him on the scoring end with Donovan Mitchell part of the team there in Cleveland. So I like Evan Mobley a lot in year two. Plus 2,000 compared to Rudy Gobert, who's plus 400. It feels like a bet I want to actually place. He's kind of like young big ticket-esque on the defensive yeah, end. He is. Solid guy. Most improved player of the year. Here we go again. I have a feeling we have the same name. I'm going Franz Wagner. Ooh. I've got two Magic players winning awards this year. Call me Homer or whatever. I don't care. Uh, I was looking at the list of guys that could possibly contend for this. You never know. Most improved. Didn't John Morant win it last year? He, he shouldn't have even been eligible for that award. So who the hell knows? But I think the league is going to take notice to Franz this year. I promise after this I'll be done with my Homer picks. See, like, I'm such a Homer that I thought Franz was already nasty. So, like, I feel like, you know. I mean, if Ja can win the award, so can Franz. I, you know, I got Jalen Green at plus 4,200. I liked what I saw out of him in preseason. He had the tools, but I don't think he knew what he was doing last year. I think he worked hard this offseason. I think he does care. I think he realizes what he's going up against. Knocking down tons of threes in preseason. Could average a big number, especially with that Rocket team that's just kind of all about offense. 42-1, to I mean, I might place that, too. The favorites are Anthony Edwards at plus 850 and Tyrese Maxey. At plus twelve hundred, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, I think, would be a good uh, a good bet as well. Yeah. With the he's with Pacers. the Pacers now, yeah, and Scotty Barnes would be another one to look out for. You know, Franz wasn't the only rookie that looked good last year. Sixth man of the year, what do you got, Tazi? Well, it's Jordan Poole, and he's the favorite, and I hate to take a favorite, but, I mean, that's kind of his role. Ah, it's his role. He comes in <laughs> off the bench and scores, and. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Other six men, no one really appealed to me. Yeah, Jordan Poole definitely feels like the best option, but I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I'm going to go with Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies. Not only is he on the Bubble Ballers fantasy basketball squad owned by yours truly, he also just signed an extension with the team. And this team is it's one of those where everybody that plays has to play a role. So Brandon Clark's going to be a big part of their winning equation. I mean, Brandon Clark's one of my favorite players in basketball. He's efficient. He does his job. But I just feel like he doesn't put up the numbers to be able to do right. it. But it's it's like an eye test guy. Like, that, like he should have won six man of the year last year uh, if it was about the eye test. Exactly. But, no, it's guys like Lou Williams that end up winning the yes. award. Well, how about this award? This is eye test. This is stats. This is everything. It's the most valuable player in the league, MVP. Jokic has won it a couple times over the last couple of years. Giannis is a two-time winner. So I I feel like the voters are going to be over those guys. I'm going Luka Doncic. I think it's his year to take over the league. I think by the end of the year, we'll, we'll, the debate will be who's the best player in the world. Is it Giannis or Luka? I mean, yeah, I think we spend too much time talking hoops together because <laughs> it, it's like it should always be Giannis. The name should now be award, uh, be named after him. Yeah, he's the guy that you go, you could give it to him every year if you yeah, wanted to. I've never seen anything like him. But uh, And the Bucks would be horrible without him, I think. I mean, uh, I still feel like they haven't improved that team. He deserves to have that team improved. He, he could win a championship every year. Yeah. But uh, it just feels like Luca's turn, and he's so talented offensively, and it looks like he even got himself in pretty good shape. And in my opinion, Dallas has not done enough to improve the roster around them, so it's all Luca again, and he's the favorite. So 
I ended up taking a couple of favorites. Chalk. Todd's chalk over here. Rare. Let's go Coach of the Year. I'll let you start with this one, Todd. Oh, Coach Mose. I mean, they're going to give wow. it to a team. I mean, if the Magic get in the playoffs, I think it's Coach Mose. We'll see if that happens or not. They usually give it to, like, that breakthrough team that wins a bunch of games. Um, and maybe Missoula could be a candidate if, like, the Celtics are the one seed again or something. Oh, stealing my thunder over here. Oh, there you go. I got well, Joe Missoula as my Coach of the Year. I, I think they will be... Writers will be tripping over themselves right. to give this guy the award if the Celtics are as good as they were last year. Coach Mose, we're going to be preaching everything that we preach. And I don't know. I really do think uh, like what he values is the right things. And it's just a matter of if the team can uh, can deliver. So I'm I'm going Coach Mose. And it's not just a homer take. I'm really I'm here for it. Wow. I like it. Defend without fouling. Defend without foul. Biggest year-over-year improvement. We did this. We kind of made up this award with baseball. I knocked it out of the park. Took the Baltimore Orioles in Major League Baseball. They were tremendous. Yeah, you did. And so we're going to do that with basketball here. So this is the biggest jump in win total in the regular season year-over-year. So who do you think that is going to be? And if you don't have your answer, I've got one. Oh, I mean, i got three candidates that... I don't know if it's like that I believe they will or that I'd like to see it, but obviously Orlando, I had Coach Mosley winning the award. Uh, Detroit, I like their team. I don't know if it'll count as wins. And then Houston could be off. Hmm. Let's say Orlando. I mean, the Magic are my kind of go-big-or-go-home team this year, and it's maybe because I've been more locked in on them than anyone else, but I also feel like based on all the things, why not? I'm why not so us? excited that you left my team out of the mix there so that I can hit you over the head with it. Let's see. Because it's the right answer. It's the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm. They won 36 games last year. If this team this team is good enough to improve, because they figured it out towards the end of last year, and then you just get to drop Zion Williamson into the mix. They've got confidence. They've got the right pieces. They traded for McCollum in the middle of the year. And, man, if Zion can stay healthy, I think this team's really interesting. I think the Pelicans could have one of the best records in the Western Conference this year. That would put them at probably around 56 wins. That's a 20-win improvement from last year. I'm going with the Pelicans. Great call. I don't even think I looked up that they had. I forgot that they only won 36 last year because they became such a vibe in that play and tournament and then really gave the Suns hell. Isn't that crazy? They were sub. They were right? 10 games under 500 last year. But that's the cool thing about the play in tournament. You kind of develop like Jose Alvarado became Grand Theft Alvarado because he got big steals and important games, and now he's on the map and – that's what can happen if you can get into a playing tournament, and that's what you dream about for right. the program right around the corner. And look at what that did for the Pelicans going into this year, or what oh, we, yeah. at least what we think it did. And it convinced Zion, hey, I might sign the extension, yeah. which he did. But, um, yeah, I got him tonight against the Brooklyn Nets on the road, and something tells me they're not ready to do that. But I took them anyway because I hate the Nets and believe in the Pelicans <laughs> enough. Yeah. But if they win a game like this on the road tonight, bodes well. All right, well, you said it at the beginning of the segment. We're building to this, the boldest, biggest prediction, the one that you guys probably care about the most. Who do we have in the NBA Finals? I'm telling you this, Tazi. I went a little off the rails with my prediction. Oh, I like it because I don't really know what how to predict this. It's so early, and I don't want to go chalk. How'd you go? I went with the Cavs versus the Mavs. 
I'm going in all Avs finals. Whoa. Cavs, Mavs. I love the additions the Cavaliers made. I liked them a lot last year. Yeah. I actually had a ticket on them <laughs> to represent the East in the finals. I was a year early. You get a seasoned Evan Mobley, who I've got as Defensive Player of the Year. Donovan Mitchell is a strong number two next to Darius Garland. I like their offense. Jared Allen has to stay healthy in order for this to come to fruition. But they can shoot. They can defend. They're well coached. And then on the other side, the Mavericks were in the Western Conference Finals last year. If we think Luka can take this big step forward, and I like the addition of Christian Wood for this offense, I think that this could be a team that breaks through. There's a lot of uh, commotion there in the West. So, um, I mean, the Warriors would be the obvious choice. They look incredible. But I think two new teams break through. I'm going all abs. I'm going with Cavs-Mavs. I mean, the Mavs lost Jalen Brunson, and I feel like Christian Woods never played an important game in his life, as talented as he is. <laughs> so is true. I don't know. The I, time is now. I thought the Mavs were going to like get Aiton and finish the team, and they just didn't. Yeah, I'd and, like them better if they had Aiton, for the record. Yeah, I mean, normally Cuban goes for the jugular, too, the same way they traded for Luka. I didn't like their offseason. I wanted to take them, but their offseason... I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, Giannis, I can't believe anyone has ever beaten him. That's how good of a basketball player he is. So I got the Bucks. Middleton stays healthy this year. Maybe the draft pick can, helps contribute. They, maybe they make a deadline deal. I just feel like Giannis is going to be back in there. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of biased, but like the Grizzlies, they didn't necessarily get better this offseason, but they were so young. They got a taste of it. Ja is just, to me, until the wheels fall off, he's like generational. He might end up breaking down with injuries because he's a little too skinny at some point. But until that happens, I'm a Ja guy, and uh, the Grizzlies are good. So, And Taylor Jenkins, that's my guy. So, uh, yeah, Bucks, Grizzlies, Memphis versus Milwaukee. Maybe not what the NBA wants, but... <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun NBA Finals. I it actually would. would rather watch the one that you put together yeah. than the one that I put Job together. versus Giannis? Come on now. Those are our NBA season predictions, and we'll wrap this segment with this beautiful text that we got at 50857. Tazi, neither side of your brain is working, bro. Damn. LOL. Damn. I'm doing my best, man. <laughs> doing my best. We'll zone out next.